0: Welcome to the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z.
1: Okay, welcome to your first day on the job here at Planned. Um, I just want to tell you we're all about parenthood, okay? We never mention certain things to the public, especially to the media. We don't talk about what actually goes on here. We have several talking points that you all must memorize and you can only say those talking points or you will be terminated and we will prosecute you for violation of your contract. But how can we not call it murdering of babies? It is murdering living human beings, right? Look, I don't know what they taught you in college, but you can't just go around spouting the truth around here, okay? The people of this nation deserve to be lied to. They need to be lied to. It's the only way we can get done what we want done. Done. And it's the only way we can continue to get millions of dollars in government grants and donations from stupid people. We never, ever use the terms murder, killing, dying, aborting, termination, death, organ harvesting, vacuum cleaners, or infanticide. Please check your handbook. There are 500 words and phrases you are not allowed to say. We just don't ever say those words. Get it? But but people are smart. They'll get the idea, right? Listen, have you ever watched the movie called Men in Black? You mean Black Lives Matter? No. Men in Black with Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, yeah. I watched that when I was a kid. Well, remember this?
2: Humans, for the most part, don't have a clue.
0: They don't want one or need one, either. They're happy. They think they have a good bead on things. Well, why why the big secret? People are smart. They can handle it. A person is smart. People are dumb, panicky, dangerous animals, and you know it. Fifteen hundred years ago, everybody knew the Earth was the center of the universe. Five hundred years ago, everybody knew the Earth was flat. And fifteen minutes ago, you knew that people were alone on this planet.
1: (sighs) It was true in that Hollywood movie, and it's true today. So get with the program, or get the hell out of here. Got it? Yeah. Good.
0: Planned. It's more about the parent and less about the hood. Okay. It's really just about the money. Good morning and welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. It is the 11th day of July, 2022, 18 months, one and a half years into the Biden administration. And this clown is still out there lying. He was on the verge of walking away from a press conference. Biden staffers cringe as he takes unplanned questions from the press. Take a listen to this exchange from your commander in cheat as he still tries to blame Republicans and greedy oil companies for his inflation, especially on the oil and gas front. And he's trying to lie and say that his administration did not shut down drilling, did not shut down the fossil fuel industry as he promised to do during his campaign. Take a listen to this exchange.
2: Doc, did you want to say anything? You know, I don't have to.
0: I'm happy to, sir. All right. Okay. Well. Whatever you like.
2: All right. Yes.
1: A question on the Chevron CEO's complaint today. He said that your administration has largely criticized the oil and gas industry and at times vilified it and that the administration would need to take a change in approach in order to make progress on, on reducing energy prices and to increase supply. Do
3: you have a reaction to that, sir?
2: It's mildly sensitive. I didn't know they'd get their feelings hurt that quickly.
0: When you are insulted, when you are threatened with your existence going away by the President of the United States, when you are lied about, when you are blamed and demonized and castigated and vilified by your very existence from the President of the United States, and he says he's going to end fossil fuels, he's going to do away with your business, I think you have the right to be mildly sensitive. I think you have the right to have your feelings hurt. Biden's feelings are hurt every time people speak the truth about him, that he's doing a lousy job. But listen to his response. Look, we need more refining capacity. We need more refining capacity? You threatened to shut down the entire industry. Why would any corporation want to build multi-billion dollar refineries or expand existing refineries to the tune of billions of dollars when the president of the United States has threatened to shut the industry down altogether. It makes no sense, but listen to the rest of this lie.
2: This idea that they don't
0: have oil to drill and to bring up is simply not true. You shut down drilling on federal lands and waters on your very first week in office, Mr. Biden. You shut the industry down. You added all of these new regulations and permit requirements. You have not issued the permits you promised you would issue simply to tell the truth, Mr. Biden. You are lying right here to the press and therefore to the American people.
2: This piece of the Republicans talking about Biden shut down feels wrong. 9,000 of them, okay?
0: 9,000 of them? What does that mean? 9,000 of them? You shut down 9,000 of them? I can believe that you're saying this is wrong. You're saying you didn't do this. The evidence is crystal clear.
2: So then we ought to be able to work something out whereby they're
0: able to increase refining capacity and wait, the refineries are working at capacity. Now you can't put more than five gallons in a five gallon container, Mr. Biden, or did they not teach you that in home ec class? Or didn't Jill teach you that you got to stop pouring coffee in your cup once the cup is full? Still
2: not give up on transitioning to renewable
0: energy. There's the rub. There's the rub. Spend billions and billions to increase your refining capacity. We're not going to let you drill for any more oil. Spend those billions and billions, but we're still going to find a way to shut you down and put you out of business. They're both within realm of possibility. Mr. President, if you were to decide to go for
3: a federal gas tax holiday, do you believe Congress would support that? And how would you
0: feel about the fact that those funds are used for something that is a big priority for you repair of roads and infrastructure and all of that? Is that work? We have a giant
2: infrastructure bill we passed. Giant. 1.2. One trillion two hundred billion dollars.
3: So you'd be worth, it would be worth it for you to? Sure, enjoy. it's not
2: like you know. It's not like before. Look, it will have some impact, but it's not going to have an impact on major road construction
0: and major repairs. Like- In other words, we're taking money from Peter to pay Paul. We passed this 1.2, 1 trillion 200 billion. Oh, do, oh, do, let me trip over my numbers again, infrastructure bill, of which less than a third is going to actual infrastructure projects. But we're going to cut the gasoline tax, perhaps maybe, for $0.18 cents a gallon for a while? And you don't think that's going to have an adverse effect on the infrastructure? Is this guy just that stupid or, or blind? Or does he think... The press is that stupid, and therefore the American people are that stupid.
2: You made a decision. Well, let me put it this way. I'm in the process. I'll have a decision
0: before the week is out. You- he said that two months ago. I'll have a I'll have a, an answer to whether or not I'm going to suspend the gas tax. Back in May, he was going to do it. Then he said, well, we'll we'll have an answer by the end of June. We'll have an answer by the 4th of July. Now we're in the 11th day of July, and he still has no answer he still hasn't made a decision because he is an inept, weak leader.
2: You asked me an explicit question about whether or not, how would I feel? Is it going to, in fact, make it difficult to maintain our roads? The answer is we have plenty of capacity to do that. And do you think- Mr. President, Mr. President, are you going to talk to President Xi before you make any
0: decision on the China tariffs? Do you want to have an engagement with him before you do anything on that? Uh, Mr. President, are you going to have a conversation with your buddy in China, President Xi? Before you go over there and start talking about releasing the tariffs and stopping and ending the tariffs. So you want to bring in a bunch of cheap Chinese goods, hoping that that will stimulate the economy. The economy doesn't need stimulating, Mr. Biden. You already have 41 year high, record high inflation thanks to your inept economic policies. But let's see what old gropey Joe has to say about this.
2: I plan on having a conversation with President Xi. We haven't set a time yet. Mr. President, any changes on your planned trip to Israel, given what's happened with the parliament? No. President, President I,
0: think sir- uh, I think you spoke with Larry Summers recently, and he just said that in order to defeat inflation, you would have to accept higher unemployment. What would be your answer to that? Well, there- um, this question came from someone with an accent. I could barely understand her, but the gist of the question was, are you going to accept the fact that higher unemployment will result from all of your attempts to curb your inflation? The inflation that you and your administration and your economic policies have brought forth. Are you willing to let average Americans lose their jobs in order to cool off the inflation that you created?
2: There's other, uh, there's other economists who don't think that's the case.
0: So we'll go hunting for those people who disagree with all of the mainstream economic experts, professors, economists. We're going to find someone who disagrees, and we're going to use their disagreement figures to justify what we're doing to the average American person. in the process of working through all of this.
3: Have you received a briefing on the guns legislation that senators say that they've gotten to a legislative text point? Very
2: brief briefing before I walked in the room to make sure I say let them announce it and then I'll speak to it. Are
1: you satisfied?
2: Let them announce it and I'll speak to it. Mr.
1: President, are you confident
0: you have, I know you're looking for more money from Congress for this vaccine campaign and for, for COVID funding going into the fall. Uh, How much of the supply of vaccines for these small children uh, is there and and how many of the nation's kids will you be able to get vaccinated before you need more money uh, from Congress? Well, before he answers that, less than 5% of children under the age of five who are now supposedly eligible to receive the COVID vaccine, less than 5% of American children have received it. And it's not because the vaccine isn't available. They're advertising it each and every day. They're pushing for it during newscasts and evening programming and during morning drive. Parents are skeptical about sticking a needle in their children's arms for something that was rushed through because Biden wants it to be so. COVID, as I predicted, will be making its election time resurgence here in the fall. They're already ramping up the rhetoric the lies, the disinformation, the misinformation. The World Health Organization, the WHO, has already announced COVID is nothing more than a mere nuisance like the seasonal flu. But you see, the Biden administration, the Democrats, they need an excuse, a reason, a justification to ramp up mail-in voting, therefore fraudulent voting for the fall midterm elections. As I said, They will use this weaponized virus against the American people in a vain attempt, hopefully, to maintain power.
2: We'll we'll get through at least this year. We, We do need more money, but we don't just need more money for vaccines for children eventually. We need more money to plan for the second
0: pandemic. There's going to be. To fan for the second pandemic, he said. Not plan for, to fan for. Take a listen to your president.
2: We need more money to plan for the second pandemic. There's going to be another pandemic.
0: There's going to be another pandemic. We need to plan for the second pandemic. Now, either he doesn't understand what pandemic means, or he's already got the next one in the can ready to release. Probably just in time for the 2024 presidential election would be my guess. But just mark my words, July 11th, 2022, you heard it here on the Truth Hurts program. This is your president.
2: More money to plan for the second pandemic. There's gonna be another pandemic. We have to think ahead. And that's not something the last outfit did very well. That's something we've been doing for fairly well. That's why we need the money.
0: The last outfit didn't do very well. The last outfit, yeah, see? There's this outfit across town. They don't do things very well, see? So that outfit there, they didn't do very well from there with it, like that there. This guy is living in the 1930s. He is a clown, but he just gave away part of their plan if you listen carefully to his words. Thank you. I have a new trip, sir. Prime um, Minister Boris Johnson said recently there's Ukraine fatigue. Uh, there's some leaders who are calling for negotiations with Putin. Are you afraid that there's a fracture within this alliance that, that, that you said has been united so far?
2: No, I'm not afraid. But what I do think is there at some point, this is uh, going to be a bit of a waiting game, what the Russians can sustain and what Europe is going to be prepared to sustain. And uh, I think we have to, that's one of the things we're going to be speaking at, uh, in Spain about. Thank you also very, very much. Thank you.
0: Well, there you have it, my friends. He took questions. The White House staffers were cringing trying to figure out what the hell is he going to say. So let's just buzz through the headlines quickly for today some u.s students are rethinking their college plans in states with abortion bans what's the matter you want to go to college have free sex just run around get knocked up and then be able to just control z the baby abortion on demand who cares about that life that you created you can just snuff it out kill it sure go right ahead that's headline number one biden's new executive order on abortion is full of fear-mongering and half-truths according to the washington examiner He signed an executive order this past Friday in the afternoon, trying to sneak something through the weekend. He's going around the lawmaking process, going around Congress and issuing yet another executive order, which he says cements the administration's commitment to defend reproductive rights and protect access to safe legal baby murder. They said abortion, but it's the same thing. Unfortunately, his executive order is full of half-truths and fear-mongering and mischaracterizations about what's actually happening with abortion in America today. If it's implemented at all, the Supreme Court could eventually strike it down because it is unconstitutional. He says in his order, I'm asking the Justice Department that much like they did in the civil rights era to do everything in their power to protect these women seeking to invoke their rights. They don't have these rights. You don't have the right to murder a human being. This order misconstrues the general state of abortion issues, including contraception, and it asserts federal authority where federal government has no authority. For starters, the order pledges to safeguard access to abortion and contraception and coordinate federal efforts to protect reproductive rights and access to health care. You see, the federal government can't safeguard access to abortion or protect reproductive rights absent legislative action. The Supreme Court just clarified that point. The idea that the federal government would strive to safeguard access to contraception is simply fear-mongering. Access is not in jeopardy. Contraception is not in jeopardy. They're putting that language in there to make everyone think that the Supreme Court evil conservative-leaning justices want to take away birth control pills. They want to take away condoms. They want to take away spermicidal jellies. They want to take away IUDs. None of those things are true. It's simply not within the purview of the federal government. The executive order also pledges to ensure the safety of abortion patients and providers, including efforts to protect mobile clinics, which have been deployed to borders, to offer care to out of state patients. The order seeks to convene private lawyers, pro bono services to offer support to people going across state lines to get an abortion. There's nothing illegal that would require a pro bono lawyer. There's nothing stopping people from going across state lines if that's where they have to go to murder their child. Let's just presume the administration is referring to the just the pill mobile abortion clinics set up in states like Colorado, Minnesota, Montana, and Wyoming. Wyoming and Montana are likely to ban abortion. And in that case, such clinics would be illegal. So far, they're fine in Minnesota and Colorado, the states that are not likely to ban abortion anytime soon. The point is, the statement that the government is vowing to protect clinics is simply virtue signaling. The commitment to provide attorneys funded by taxpayers who want abortion in legal states would also be challenged in court. The Biden administration is also calling on the Federal Trade Commission, a supposedly independent body, to consider taking steps to protect the privacy of people who are looking for information about abortion services. But even in states that have already banned abortion, it would be illegal under the First Amendment to constrain women seeking information. This is another fine example of fear-mongering by the Biden administration. Finally, these policies of Joe Biden The order will create a new task force on reproductive health care. Perhaps Biden's team has difficulty reading opinions, but the Supreme Court just stripped the federal government of its power to hold abortion in its hands. The abortion issue must be handled by each state individually, unless of course, Congress takes action and writes a law that says you have the right to murder your child, and then the Catholic president must sign that law. Reproductive health care task is not only meaningless, but without jurisdiction and without the authority to institute any change. It is much, much more clear in the aftermath of the Dobbs decision that liberals are unsure how to react and unsure what to do. They've had the issue in their grip for so long, but they have refused, even with control of the House, the Senate and the presidency, They have been unable to legally require that people can get an abortion on demand. They've had the power to make these laws. They've been in control of both houses of Congress and the presidency. They could simply have legislated this into existence, but they refuse to do so. You have to ask yourself, why is that? Do they not want their names associated? biden's education department has a plan to prevent spiraling interest rates on student loans that could make it impossible for borrowers to touch the original balance they borrowed that's another one of the headlines from this morning the hill has a headline former biden campaign official took offense to the white house statement on abortion action i'm not going to talk about abortion anymore it is the murder of an innocent baby unable to defend itself and that's that Here's a joke of the day. CNN's new big boss, David Zaslav, is asking the network to return to journalism as their ratings tank even further. I think that's hilarious, and it is. Next headline says, Sliden Biden. Approval falls below 30%. They just forced Boris Johnson out in the United Kingdom over there in England because his approval numbers were in the toilet First, it was Barack Obama, then the archenemy, former President Donald Trump, and now President Joe Biden's steady year-long decline of voter approval numbers has fallen so low that he has actually tied the worst president in history, Jimmy Carter's numbers in a Gallup poll, the Gallup polling organization. That is the big one, right? He has tied former President Jimmy Carter's all-time Gallup poll bottom number, and appears to be headed to sink even further. His numbers will likely fall below President Richard Nixon's Resignation Day approval rating. This will be the worst in over half a century. While it's just one poll, a liberal outlet, by the way, Gallup is a very liberal-leaning poll, the latest civics approval rating for Biden is 29% approve, 58% disapprove independents only approve of Joe Biden at 19%. Overall, 29%. Hispanics only approve of the president in the low 30s. Biden's approval polls began sinking in April of 2021. That's a year and what? May, June, July, a year and three months ago? Notably, the survey says only 62% of Democrats even approve of their president some of them pay attention to as more liberals and liberal media begin questioning joe biden's fitness for office i want you to hear something this is uh, where president biden admits that he's going to look like a fool this is the day he failed to be able to ride a bicycle something the average five-year-old can do but biden fell he wasn't on rocky territory he wasn't on a slippery surface he just fell off his bicycle like a kid's first try without the training wheels. Take a listen to your president uh, here briefly during an interview.
2: To do that, some things that some of the groups want will look like a friend, but, <laughs> You because,
0: look good. Because, right.
2: To do that, some things that some of the groups want will look like a friend, but, <laughs> you, you look because, good. Because, but right. I, I put a helmet on because it's a tough interview. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And, of course, the network audio here breaks in. He basically says, I I don't want to look like a fool here doing this interview. And then he starts joking about that's why he put a helmet on because he knew the questions were going to be tough. He's lucky he put a helmet on because he couldn't even ride a bicycle. By the way, the survey tracks with the Rasmussen Report survey recently released last week showing that only 65% of Democratic voters approve of this liberal president. Their overall approval rating claims 37%. But the facts of the matter in the Gallup poll, in my opinion, a much more relevant poll, the Gallup poll, we've been hearing about that for 40 years, says that he is in the 20s, and I believe it. Let's see what other good headlines we have this morning. Chuck Todd says, Biden arguably delivered on campaign promises, but progressives are demanding more. He didn't deliver on any campaign promises. Just name one, Chuck Todd. He tried, but he couldn't. Progressives bristle at the White House abortion criticism, saying they took offense to it. Biden staffers cringe as he takes unplanned questions from the media, as they should. Biden tweet blames the Republicans for the economy. But Elon Musk responds after Twitter reportedly lawyers up. This is a Fox News headline. Let me read some of this to you. Let's see here. Biden blame game. Biden, President slammed for tweeting claims that republicans are the ones at fault for economic problems i thought it was russia's fault remember russia 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 joe biden is facing backlash right now biden tweeted on sunday quote republicans are doing nothing but obstructing our efforts to crack down on gas price gouging lower food prices lower health care costs and hopefully soon lower your prescription drug costs this is not right and this is why the election is going to be so darn important that's what joe biden had the audacity to say my friends joe biden is an idiot he's been met with criticism online for his comments CNN contributor Scott Jennings and Bush White House alumnus tweeted, 88% say you're on the wrong track, 38% job approval, good effing luck with this BS. That's a little harsh. Americans know the truth, big guy. No one is buying your blame game. You and Democrats own inflation. Your policies are making it far worse. Kimberly Morin, a political conservative writer, wrote, Others, such as author Matthew Betley, attacked the tweet while acknowledging it probably was not sent directly by the president himself, because I don't think he knows how to use Twitter. He would fumble and certainly misspell words, I would imagine. One wrote, You are corrupt and intentionally sabotaging America, in turn. I thought it was Russia's fault, Mark Zeno, a radio talk show host, posted. DeSantis's spokesperson Christina Pushaw similarly said, I thought this was the Putin price spike. Senator Tommy Tuberville of Alabama tweeted, Joe Biden believes the American people are fools. When running for president, Biden struck a very different tone, you might recall. He says, it's hard to believe this has to be said, but unlike this president, I'll do my job and take responsibility. I won't blame others and I'll never forget the job isn't about me, it's about you. Joe Biden tweeted that while running for the presidency, June 4th of 2020. Scott Pressler is a conservative analyst. He slammed Biden for his policies. He says, at Joe Biden on day one, you canceled our pipeline, you fired workers with your illegal unconstitutional vaccine mandate. We have fewer healthcare workers because you forced them to choose between their jobs and a mandated medical procedure. Then you gave 54 billion to the Ukraine, but you forgot us, the US. Inflation, by the way, is at a 41 year high gasoline prices are still soaring. Yes, they've come down 25, 30 cents in the last couple of weeks because refineries are finally starting to catch up and the American consumers just can't afford to travel with the high gasoline prices. So the demand is a little bit less and therefore the prices are coming down. But Joe Biden trying to take credit this weekend on the the news shows for a 20, 25 cent drop in gasoline prices, how can he take credit for a reduction in prices when he refused to take the blame for increasing them in the first place? Half of America is stupid enough to believe this clown and the Democrats and the lies, but let's look at this logically, realistically. How can Biden take credit for a 25 cent a gallon drop in fuel prices when he refuses to take the blame for the high gas prices his economic policies created. Remember, two short years ago, you could buy gasoline at some fuel stations in Louisiana for $1.86 a gallon. And right now, at $4.86 a gallon, that's $3 per gallon higher. Do the math. He wants to take credit for a drop, but refuses to take blame for the rising prices. This is your president, my friends, Joe Biden, and this is about all the time I have for this edition of the Truth Hurts program. Wow, where has the time gone? We'll see you on the next show. Have a great day.
3: The new television series Rat in the White House premieres tonight after the gangbang theory on GBS, the government broadcasting system. This is not your average celebrity game show. It's not a cooking show. It's not even a mystery. Rat in the White House stars gropey Joe Biden, the rat who skulks around like an Alzheimer's patient desperately trying to fit in. Co-starring head-ho Camel Toe Harris with special guest appearances by Nazi Nancy Pelosi, Chuckles the Clown Schumer, and others. Rat in the White House does his best to try and read television. Prompters, cue cards and listen to the voices in his head the ones speaking to him from his hearing aids this rat is up to no good and he doesn't even realize it look for rat in the white house coming to the back of a milk carton near you stay tuned for an all-new wiped out the show that proves America is on the decline as it gets wiped out by the Democrats that's all tonight starting at 7 on GBS the government broadcasting system
0: Thank you for listening. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing.